Hello and welcome to the second episode of Honour Your Body. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about why people don't effectively lose weight. Now, when it comes to weight loss, there are so many fad diets out there. You've got Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Herbalife, and I'm pretty sure most of you know every other sort of scheme that they've got out there. Now, these diets make you lose weight really quickly because yes, they are going to reduce your calories. Now, when we look at wanting to lose weight, the principle of the weight loss is to be in a calorie deficit. Now, the meaning of a calorie deficit basically means when we work out our total daily energy expenditure, this is the amount of calories that your body would burn. And it includes your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, your TEF, your thermic effect of food, and your EAT, which is your exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, your BMR accounts for about 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. Your NEAT accounts for about 15%. Your thermic effect of food, which is basically digestion, how much energy is used to digest the food and break it down, is about 10%. And your exercise, which is your workouts and whatever you do to train, is about 5%. Now, the meaning behind a calorie deficit basically means that we want to be lower, consuming lower calories than our total daily energy expenditure. Now, our total daily energy expenditure is a range. So when we work out through a calculator, there is a lot of calculators online. They are just an estimate and they are there to give us a starting point. So it's not always going to be accurate, but it's a great place to start. Now, let's say you type in your information. So on the calculator, it's going to say, what is your age? What's your gender? What's your height? And what's your activity level? You plop it all in and it's going to give you this figure. Let's say that it's given you a figure of 2000 calories per day. Now, this range essentially could range from 1800 calories to 2200 calories. So you in order to be in a deficit, you need to be sort of below 1800 calories to create a big enough deficit to effectively lose weight. When we look at these fad diets, the reason they, they, that they do work is because they are creating a calorie deficit, right? Most of them do this by labeling food as sins or traffic light codes. Um, what else do we have? 
you know, you're basically consuming about 800 to 1200 calories, which for most of you, this is not sustainable. By sustainable, I mean, if you were to see yourself a year from now, would you still be able to be eating like that? The answer is no, because most of you are eating shakes, which is not really proper meals. But we can easily create a calorie deficit ourselves and eat normal food. That's right, you can literally eat whatever you want as long as it's in your calories. When it comes to weight loss, the only thing that matters is the amount of calories you're consuming. Now, I'm not saying that it, the quality of food that you're having isn't important. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying the science behind energy thermodynamics is that you've just got to eat less calories than your body is expending. When people try to lose weight, instead of looking for a long-term gradual journey, people go for the quick fix. What happens when people go for the quick fix is they drop weight really quickly. They're like, oh, this is so exciting. And then they realize that it's actually pretty hard to go for a meal out or have a drink or have something you fancy. So then this leads to binge eating, ends up with bad relationships with food, and we just start resenting everyone because we're having to do this diet. Now, instead of going for an extreme 50% deficit, we could go for a 15 to 25% deficit where we can still live life and include the foods that we want. And when people try to do this, people get a bit caught up in all of the areas that they don't need to necessarily pay attention to. Now, when I work with my clients to lose weight, I work on it stage by stage because at the end of the day, if I give them too much information, they're going to be absolutely overwhelmed and they're probably not going to take in a lot of what I am saying. So first things first is we obviously want to create a calorie deficit. So we want to eat in a calorie deficit. Now we can do this by tracking on MyFitnessPal, the reason that I say that this is the best way is because we can then look at precision so we know that we are eating that amount, but also we can track our macronutrients. Our macronutrients being the large quantities of food. These are your protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Now, we want to look at the calorie deficit first. We want to try and get into that calorie deficit. The way in which you do this is the method in which you use. So whether it's you want to drop your carbs down, you want to go vegan, you want to go paleo, keto, whatever it is, that's the method. Now, you don't actually have to do any of this because you can just flexibly diet and basically just hit 
your calories without any judgment or labels on certain foods, which then creates a bad relationship with food. So once you've got your calories down, you then want to look at making sure your protein's nice and high. We want to be looking at sort of 1.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So for example, for myself, I would want 1.5 times 65 equals 97.5 grams of protein per day. I want to make sure I'm hitting that figure every day minimal because your protein is not stored in your body. So unlike carbs and fats where we can get the stored sources, we can't do that with protein. And especially when we're working in a deficit, we want to protect our lean muscle mass. So once we looked at your calories and your protein, we also then want to look at increasing our NEAT because like I said before, your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. It's you're basically your resting calorie expenditure, which you cannot control. It's all things that are out of your power, your height, your age, and how much muscle you have at the end of the day. But obviously we can't change that right now because it doesn't grow that quickly. So then the next thing up is your NEAT. Your NEAT is your steps, your fidgeting, the amount you do throughout the day, whether it's cleaning the house or whatever it is. So when we, the easiest way to increase our activity is by hitting 10,000 steps. Seems really simple, all of this so far, but honestly, it actually is that simple. Those are the three main areas that I would look at when it comes to weight loss. Your calories, your protein, and your steps. If you did all of those, you could get really effective weight loss. Now, then we want to have a look at our workouts. We want to include resistance training to ensure that we are retaining our muscle mass. We don't want to lose any muscle mass. We will lose a little bit, but we want to keep as much as we can. This obviously depends on the depth of your deficit. So if it's a larger deficit, it's going to have more effect on your muscle mass than if you're in a really gradual deficit. And so resistance training is, it's basically, it burns less calories than cardio, which is why a lot of people go to cardio for weight loss. But in the long run, resistance training is going to build your lean body mass, which is then going to increase your BMR, which is then going to increase your total daily energy expenditure. It's also going to make you stronger and look better because you're going to be shapely rather than just having like, I don't know, just loose skin and, and things like that. So having muscle is really good for you. And most people don't really like cardio, but also at the same time, you can include it in your resistance training by doing certain styles of training like supersets um, and things like that. So once we've got our 
resistance training, we just want to aim for three to four times a week. We don't have to do much more. If you are a beginner, I would aim for doing three full body workouts a week and just getting into the habit of that. We also want to look at our sleep. Sleep is hugely important for our recovery. We also tend to sleep more when we're in a deficit. I would advise having eight hours sleep on the minimum end and trying to stick to the same routine daily. So say you go to bed during the week at 10, you wake up at six. You wanna make that the same even on the weekends. If you do want to wake up later on the weekends, then I would say go to bed at 11, wake up at seven. The reason being is because it can really throw off your circadian rhythm and you won't sleep as well. Obviously, everyone has different lifestyles and things that go on in their lives, like kids, certain areas that you can't really control. But I would try and look at managing your sleep as it is hugely important for your overall health. Now, one thing that I do work with my clients is actually the mindset around weight loss and the mindset around losing weight. To me, it's not just about losing weight. It's about getting results that you can sustain and have for the rest of your life. I want you to learn as much as you can about this and take it through and know that if you were ever in the situation where you gained a little bit of weight, which is completely natural by the way, especially over Christmas, Easter, on holiday, whatever it is, we all gain weight. But obviously a lot of us don't want to get into the same situation that we were before when we were very overweight and it is a lot of mind games like if you're not in the right mindset and mind frame to lose weight don't do it you've got to be in the right mindset you've got to have the right support around you to do that if you're already going for a really stressful time with your family your work your kids whatever it is then losing weight is not going to be your priority right now. And it's going to be pretty hard for yourself to focus on that. And then this brings me on to your stress management. Stress management is... I can't stress how important it actually is. Because let's look at it this way. If you are super stressed, you release cortisol, which is a hormone, stress hormone, and this can basically lead to your adrenaline hormone, your hunger hormone, needing more carbohydrates, so you tend to want to eat more, which is where emotional eating comes into play. This then, your stress is affecting your state that you're in, and that then is essentially affecting your perspective, which then affects your decisions that you make. So if you are not controlling and managing your stress with breathing exercises, walking, whatever it is that you want to do, journaling, then you're going to have days where you're feeling stressed, but you're just going to go for that particular food. It's going to throw you off. And 
you'll probably respond to it quite badly. This is why just in day-to-day -day life, like we all need to be taking some time to ourselves. All of my clients, I get to have 10 minutes of like silence, meditation, you can call it whatever you want, but just 10 minutes in the morning, right, where you're not looking at your phone, you've got no other distractions, but you are just sitting with yourself. And this allows you to really just bring your mind and body together so that you know where you are. If you look at your phone, you look at your emails, you're taking other people's stress into your mind straight away before you've even woken yourself up properly and got to terms where, where you are right now. And it's crazy really. And I can really tell the difference between the mornings that I don't take time to do my morning routine and the mornings that I do. I feel so much more at peace with myself and it is hugely underrated. So one thing that I suggest is getting a morning routine. So obviously you look at your sleep, you go to bed at the same time, you wake up at the same time. Okay, well next you can look at getting dressed and then straight after you're dressed, you sit down and have 10 minutes of silence and just allow your thoughts to come and go. If you think about your thoughts like the sky. So the sky is your mind and the clouds are your thoughts. Now, some days your mind is going to be so full of these thoughts, right? But they eventually pass. And the, the mind, it's always going to be there behind the thoughts. So thoughts always come and go and when you're sitting there you can just observe these thoughts rather than not actually deal with them and just push them back to the back of your mind and then eventually it will catch up with you and you'll end up just taking out on someone else, you'll end up binge eating, you'll not want to train, you won't think clearly and we want to be thinking clearly and these things don't even have to be used just in weight loss like it I suggest people to use it throughout their entire lives like it is massively important studies have shown the impact that meditation has on the mind and just on stress in general so if we put all of these things together then we're looking at a pretty good weight loss journey and we want to take these small steps at a time because small steps at a time are better than trying to take massive steps that are really hard to get to and we keep thinking that we're failing. Rather than looking at, okay, I want to lose 10 kilos, why don't you look at, okay, this week I want to lose one kilo. Look at what's right in front of you and so many people are worried about what they have to lose to be happy. If you think like that, you'll never be happy because I can guarantee you, you'll get to that weight that you wanted to be at and you still won't be happy. So trust me when I say this, by take it step by step and actually live your life while you do this. You have to make it a must for you to change and 
it's a bit like if you had a punctured tire, right? If you have, say, if you have a bad day and you just say, fuck it, I'm just going to eat everything, fuck this diet, I can't do this anymore. If you had a punctured tire in your car, you're not going to go round to the other three tires and stab them and puncture them as well, are you? So why would you do the same thing in your diet? People fail because they don't see results quick enough, they're not patient enough, or they're not consistent enough. And this is where it comes to tracking your calories It is going to enable you to see that you are being consistent with it and also getting the right nutrients at the same time. And the only reason that people say that it might become obsessive, it's nothing to do with tracking calories that's obsessive. It's the individual's mind that is obsessive. And this is why another tip that I would say would be to weigh yourself pretty much daily to every other day because then you can log it and you can actually see the fluctuations in your weight because your weight fluctuates so much, like so much. And this is what kills me with the weigh-ins, like the weekly weigh-ins at freaking Slimming World or whatever they are, is you come in, you haven't lost any weight, you've actually gained a bit, but that could be water retention due to you ate a salty meal the night before, due to PMS, due to high carb intake the day before, um, due to stress, due to lack of sleep. There's so many things that affect your water weight and they can literally, PMS, you can gain like six pounds, right, of, of weight. And sometimes it's like, what the fuck? But what this does by by logging your weight daily is is going to actually get you to understand how much your weight fluctuates and how natural it is and that it is just a figure on the scale, right? The scales are a great way to check that we are going in the right direction. They are there to show that the trend is going down when we're losing weight. It's not saying that your self-worth is dictated by the figure on the scale. And this is where people that are spreading the anti-diet shit and the you shouldn't weigh yourself stuff. What happens when you don't weigh yourself, right? And then you need to go for a health checkup at the doctors and they weigh yourself and then you freak out because you're weighing yourself and you don't want to know your weight because you're so in fear of that weight. Being in denial does not help anything. Like, that is just your weight. It's your, the amount of weight to the ground. It's your body mass against gravity. It, that's literally it. But it also correlates with fat loss. So other ways to look at your progress would be taking body measurements and taking photos. You've got to understand that having someone there to support you, even if if you can't hire a coach, then ask your partner, ask your friend or whatever it is, create an accountability group on your phone. Like get people to encourage you and stick with it. And you know what? If you have a bad day, you have a bad day. Like that's normal. You've got the rest of the week, you've got tomorrow, just get back on track. Like one day is not going to harm your progress. 
But if you carry on week on week, yes, it will. So it's very much a mind game and staying present where you are and what your actual goal is and why you're doing it. That is the key thing to weight loss is why. Why are you wanting to lose weight? You need to dig deep here. Is it because you want to have sex with the lights on? Is it because you feel really unattractive? Or is it because you feel like people stare at you when you're out in the streets or you can't go clothes shopping because you're scared that nothing will fit you or nothing looks right? Or you just feel really, really uncomfortable and unconfident and you don't like yourself. These are all valid reasons, but you need to find out why it is you want to do this. So I hope that helps. Um, That's pretty much, I didn't really write any notes or anything to go with that, but hopefully that was pretty clear. Um, Let me know if that was helpful to you. I hope that it is helpful. Um, There is a lot more about it, but I just wanted to sort of cover weight loss in general because I do know that some people can't afford coaches. Most of you can if you prioritise it, Um, but I'm aware that obviously I want to give out some help regarding weight loss. Uh, This is basically how I did it myself. When I lost weight, I did it completely on my own. I literally tracked my calories and stuck with it and yeah it worked so you can do it too all right enjoy